about your low back. What about the rim of your ribs? no connection. Try to send breath to the very center of the blank spot. That doesn't seem to work for you. And explore the neighboring territory. Breath or two. Make your way 
way to resting on your side. And then meet us in crocodile posture. I'm going to come over here toward the big blank wall. So let's rock the hips left to right and send feet toward the end of the mat. You're just trying to lengthen out the front hips. And turn the toes. Heels facing the ceiling. And rock the toes, or rock the heels, left to right. Relax between the shoulders, maybe even shift the elbows a little bit to get shoulders to relax. And as you're rocking heels left to right, let this movement just gain its natural momentum and, you know, just start by taking the toes off the floor. Rocking left to right. And then just take your time sweeping the feet toward the ceiling. And now the next time that the right foot is over, See if you can hook the left heel to the foot, to the right foot, and draw your foot toward your hip. So it's like I'm hooking the foot with the heel. Okay. Exhale as you draw your foot toward your hip. Let's extend legs out again, toes turned, push through the heels. And this time we're gonna bend knees again. I call this uh, scissoring. So I'm gonna send feet as far away as they comfortably can go. And then just crossing, crossing, crossing. Notice what's happening with knees. In general, we want them to head toward the short end of the mat, the back end of the mat. 
back to this crisscross. Can you grab a foot? I can't quite do that. Maybe you can. Maybe just touch the foot. Or you could go back to catching one and then the other. And now we're gonna set the feet down, but rather than just letting them drop to the floor, we want to engage the very same muscles that we've just relaxed. So the front hip flexors, maybe you've gotten some relaxation there. Maybe your quads feel a little looser. So push through the heels and set the legs back down. And we want to do that kind of thing. We want to be conscious about coming out of a stretch because we just ask the muscles to relax. We can't just pop them right back into place. So we get the muscles to contract with us. Okay. All right, so baby cobra. Pay special attention to the distance from rim of the ribs to the hip flexors. We're gonna bring hands to shoulder height. And on inhale, lift the chest. And I'm even kind of pushing back, letting my feet slide back a little bit. Exhale, we helicopter down. Inhale. Let the hip flexors rest on the floor. Exhale. Number three. And down. If you find that you're getting higher and higher, the higher you go, the more the glutes need to press into the floor and the tops of the feet. And also, spine is lifting. We're not sinking into the spine. Spine lifts. With this next one, let's turn the toes and push into child's pose. Take your knees as wide as the shoulders, if not wider. And if you're facing the back wall, go ahead and take a moment to face Let's all face the front of the room. Child's pose. So what's in the hinge of the hips?
nice and easy come up. And get your strap. I've come to realize we don't need a loop so much. Back in the day, when I taught Royal Dancer, we needed the loop. We don't need the loop so much. It's funny what happens when you're teaching remotely for however long I taught remotely. And then when we came back, it was last March, it was still like no pushing, you know, in the last semester. No one was ready for a challenge in a yoga practice. So here we are. Okay, so we're going to come up into Sphinx posture. And notice what's happening with the muscles in the hips. If they're trying to squeeze together, we don't want that. We do want the glutes to be engaged because we're in a little bit of a back bend. What we want is we want pressing down into the mat. Okay. Now let's just try this first and then we're gonna get the, the strap involved. So push into the tops of the feet and inhale, still pointing the toe. Let's lift the right foot. Lift the knee. Notice what's happening in the glute. Set it down. If you notice that there's a lot of pinching or pulling in the hip area, then don't go as far. Maybe your job is to just extend toward the end of the mat and not lift. Okay, keep the toe pointed. So the leg is engaged, set it back down. And then I notice my spine is starting to sink. So we'll reestablish spine moving through shoulder blades, reestablish contact with top, tops of the feet. Inhale, left foot. Exhale. Let's try this. Did we do this last week? Okay, I knew there was a group where we did this. I wasn't sure which one. So we're back. Half frog is what it's called. This must be one of your group postures for the semester. If it turns out that this is not good for you, like it's aggravating, it's causing pain, things like that, Please let me know, okay? All right. So <clears throat> we started pretty low last week. Where do you need to be? Let's set the knee. Does it, do you need to just extend the knee toward the end of the mat? Or can you come up onto forearms and work with moving the foot toward the hip and away. So on an inhale, push your foot into the strap and then exhale, pull the foot toward your hip. 
Let's inhale here. Exhale. Inhale. Push the foot. And exhale. Pull it. Inhale. Exhale. Number three. And we take a breath here. Four. Keep extending the spine through the shoulder blades. And five. Stay here, really point the toes. Let's breathe. One, relax the front hips on the floor. Two, if it's feeling like your spine can lift some more, try walking elbows closer to your body. Three. Four. Five. Now we're gonna come down. We're gonna helicopter down. So we call upon the right strength to bring the chest down and the foot. We rarely want to drop the mic in yoga. Let's try the other side. So we'll get the strap around the foot. Start in the low, so you can see how it feels today. Because one side may, might need something different from the other. Do you need to stay low? Or can you come up onto forearms? Inhale, foot away. Exhale, toward the hip. Inhale away, exhale. Extend the spine up, inhale, exhale. Oh, we were supposed to take spacer breaths, weren't we? Okay, let's stay here, take a breath. Inhale away, exhale, deep breath, 
And again, inhale away. Exhale. Deep breath. Last one, inhale. Exhale. Let's breathe here. Point the toes. Exhale, we'll come down. What's right for you? Is it child's pose? Is it half downward facing dog? Is it just resting right here? Sometimes we might need a full downward facing dog. an inhale we'll come up so let's see my earring these are not good earrings for face masks so the chakra system Talk. I'm just now beginning to talk about it a little more. I'm not being very formal about it because uh, it, uh, I mean, I know things about chakras, but at the same time, the chakra system in India is different from the one in China. And then it seems like maybe different teachers have different ideas about chakras so that's still an area where I don't know I'll share with you what I know so your root chakra is basically at the pelvic floor your your tailbone that's all involved with the root chakra and chakras are considered uh, energy center energy centers in the body now, on a physiological level we have diaphragms of fascia in the same areas that correspond with the chakras. And so fascia is something that's highly reactive and definitely involved in movement. And fascia is also considered an emotional organ. It's highly react, uh, emotionally reactive. So there might be something to chakras. You know, no one can really point to what it is exactly. But your root chakra is generally associated with your sense of belonging, your sense of place, so your sense of family, 
your, your role in groups, things like that. That's what the root chakra is usually about. Survival, the ability to survive. Um, your second chakra is your sacral chakra, and that's right about mm, a little bit below the front hip points, inside the pelvis. Okay. Um, that is associated with creativity, sex, money. Isn't that interesting? Uh, the third chakra is your solar plexus. So kind of below the rim of the ribs, above the navel, this area. That's associated with how you assimilate life. It's also considered a seat of power. But your sacral chakra is also a seat of power. See, that's where it's like, I, you know, that's why I'm just going to share with you what I know. I'm not an expert. I can't say that I have found one that I find to be the only expert. Then your heart chakra, that's love, right? the flow, state, flow states. Your throat chakra, um, your voice, your sense of purpose. It's the regulator between your heart and your head. Then there's your third eye. Your third eye is uh, vision. Having a vision for yourself, a vision for your life, ability to plan. There are glands that correspond with all the chakras too, which is interesting. And your prefrontal cortex, you know, is involved with the vision, the inner vision that we have. And then there's the crown chakra. And so that's, you know, the guidance, the spiritual chakra. They say it's said that it closes when you die. It's always open. Here's the thing that I kind of caution about. If you are interested in chakras and someone says that your chakra is closed or there's something wrong with your chakra, um, maybe don't. I, I, I wouldn't trust that. Don't trust that. Even if it's true and even if it is possible that I could see that going on with you, it's really none of my business. Now, if you go to a healer who specializes in that, okay, but make sure that this person, you know, check them out. Just check them out. We run the danger in, you know, like this world of yoga and meditation and say alternative spirituality to defer to someone else who seems to know these things. So you find out for yourself first before you go to people like that. And don't defer your power to a teacher or a leader because ultimately all of these practices are meant for you to have your understanding and experience. And if that's different from what someone else is telling you, then okay, it's different from what someone else is telling you. Do you see what I'm saying? Okay. All right, so, and this is why yoga teachers will invite me. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. There's a lot of shade I just threw on my fellow yoga teachers.
So let's come here. We've been doing a lot of this lately in all classes. Let's try it here in this class a little bit different. So today with a twist, I'm going to set my heel onto the top of the knee. And in general, send the knee toward my chest. I'm not going to be strict about it, but just it's like magnetizing toward my chest. And try taking the knee over for a twist. And as long as it's comfortable and you've got shoulder relaxed enough, you could place the hand at the top of the shoulder, palm on the floor, and just gently assist yourself in this twist. Send your elbow toward the top of the mat. Let's breathe here. Find the spot that feels good and stay there. We'll say that's two breaths. Three. Four. Five. On an exhale, we're going to draw everything towards center. Re-engage muscles. Now let's try the other side. So left heel on the knee. Go slow, go easy. Everything over for a twist. The hand can assist or not. One, breathe into the side rib. Two, three, Four. Where's the tailbone pointing? Mine feels like it's pointing away from my body. So I'm going to draw it in like toward my knees. Four. Five. On your exhale, draw everything back to center. Get your block. If it feels right, you could take the block higher today. So let's not take it to the highest point just yet. So take it either to mild or medium. 
place it under the sacrum. Shift your feet a little closer to the block. Point the knees toward the short end of the mat. And that's where we're going to move today, okay? So on an inhale, really send the knees toward the short end of the mat. And at the same time, push your shoulders into the mat. Maybe you can feel the front body lengthening out. And then exhale, we're gonna bring it all back to center. And center is just a neutral position. Inhale, knees toward the short end of the mat. Press shoulders into mat. Exhale. The glutes, they should be on, oh, 21.7%. Inhale. Exhale. Inhale. Send the knees, maybe hips or along for the ride, exhale. One more. Exhale. This time, let's extend the knees out. Does it feel good to rock across the soles of the feet? Doesn't have to be big movement. You can place your hands on your front hip flexors, hinges of hips. And now let's come back to center. Glutes should still be on. Press the low belly against the spine. Push your feet into the floor. Lift your hips off the block. Set them back down. And what do you need here? Do you need to do some bellows? Do you need to do some twisting? It's right for you. All right. Let's get our strap. I don't know what happened to my strap. Put both feet in the strap today. Just let the weight of the hands hold the strap steady across the feet.
Maybe you can draw the feet more toward the top of the mat. Now try taking feet wider than shoulders. Let's hold that for a second. Try rocking across the pelvis, left to right. Sometimes it can feel good to bend a knee and really push into the straight leg. If you have issue with uh, the outer hip, the IT band, or sciatica, keep the strap to the outside of the knee. up to center. We'll bring the feet together, soles of the feet together, knees out to the side. So we're doing a supine bound angle, but we're going to move with this, okay? So we're taking the feet toward the chest and then away, any amount. Maybe your feet touch, maybe they don't. Exhale, draw your feet toward your chest. Inhale away. You can play around with how big or small the movement is. We don't always have to go as big as we can. Sometimes it just needs to be small. Let's take the feet toward the ceiling again and rest here. Relax your tailbone toward the floor. Come out of the strap, engage the legs, float the feet down, engage belly muscles. And it's time to rest. And since there was an emphasis on hips, maybe you want to put the bolster under your knees.
to your breathing. way to a seated position. Yoga can be incredibly nourishing in ways that you can't even describe. Continue to be that way for you, no matter your approach to it. I hope you'll have a good afternoon. You take good care of yourselves. I'll see you Thursday.